Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective, brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK, where we apply the practical philosophy of objectivism to everything. And today, uh, we are doing what we've been doing for the past 50 plus days, following the war in Israel, um, and applying the philosophy of objectivism to uh, what, what, if you were to listen to most pundits, uh, political pundits, news pundits out there, would seem to be a very confusing a uh, confusing issue, this Middle East conflict. Uh, will we be dragged into a wider conflagration? Should America enter the war? That's the title of our of our uh, show today, which I, I find uh, ironic in, in many respects. If you guys haven't been keeping up, uh, Yemeni uh, rebels, I guess uh, Houthi, Houthi Islamicist fascists have attacked a, a, a couple of commercial ships and, and even our own uh, battleships uh, over there um, in the Red Sea. And uh, while they've been doing this, and we've shot down a couple of drones and and uh, a couple of their missiles that have been intended for Israel and uh, other targets of innocent people, we, we are, of course, considering whether or not we need to enter into this fray to help me untangle this Gordian knot of uh, diplomacy. Uh, and uh, and philosophy. Uh, I have James Valiant here with me. James, it's great to see you. It's been a long time. Too long, my brother, too long. Yeah, yeah so well, let, let's talk about what's going on there in the Red Sea. Yeah. Crazy, crazy thing. You know, for years we've known that the Houthi, they're Shia rebels within the uh, nation of Yemen, and they now control part cities and control a good part of Yemen now. They're a Shia terrorist group that we have known for years has been uh, funded, militarily equipped, and militarily trained by, guess who? The Islamic Republic of Iran. And even Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera of all organizations, admits that the training, the military equipment, the funding comes straight from Iran to the Houthis in Yemen. Now, their war and their hostility against uh, the United States and, uh, you know, their, their slogan of the Houthis is a really good one. Destroy America, death to Jews. Uh, that's basically their slogan um, in a oh nutshell. That's really what they stand for. Uh, that's been their slogan for now for over 15 years. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, now, uh <laughs> So they were put on the terrorist uh, list by the United States State Department. They are regarded as terrorists uh, until uh, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, became president. And in his um, butt-kissing desire to get a deal with Iran, no matter what you, what, what, you, what you really meant to say was infinite wisdom, I know, I saw, in, I saw infinite you. Infinite wisdom. No, no, no. I, I, in fact, softened my language that I was going to originally use. Uh, I could be describing exactly what they were kissing and sucking uh, a little more, uh, but uh, both the Obama administration and the Biden administration has sought to get a deal with Iran as if we could trust Iran on any such nuclear deal at all costs. And so Biden for years now has been looking the other way, as we've been pointing out, and billions and billions of oil revenue when Iran is selling oil to China has been flowing through that we could have prevented from happening but did not under existing sanctions. Um, and so we've basically been funding this. And as I said from the beginning, this is not just an attack by Hamas on Israel. This is a coordinated attack stemming from Tehran. It is Iran. That, uh, is it just a coincidence? Now just think about it. It's a sheer coincidence that we've had about 80 attacks on American bases in Syria and Iraq. Iraq. 
uh, Iranian uh, Houthis. They started lobbing missiles at Israel. You're right, we knocked those down. It looked like they were firing a missile on a U.S. warship, but the U.S. Defense Department came out and said, no, 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 they weren't positively were not firing on a U.S. warship because it was so badly aimed, it was a couple of miles away when it landed in the Red Sea. But well, what were they doing? Well, we don't know what they were doing or who they were aiming at or if it was just a mistake, but we know they weren't attacking us. So just to show you that our whole attitude has been to ignore these other attacks, whether they're against uh, uh, our interests in Iraq and Syria, or whether they're coming from the Houthis, precisely to avoid escalation to involve ourselves in a war with Iran. Well, this time there is no way to evade that fact. Three commercial ships, two of them of Bahamian registry, one of them a Panamanian registry, were hit by Houthi rockets. The Houthis had uh, drones up too, and the U.S. uh, warship took out those drones. Uh, They were themselves fired upon but not hit. Uh, The Houthis took credit for two. The two the Houthis took credit for two of those attacks explicitly, <clears throat> mind you, so there's no doubt uh, who's responsible for this. Now, they didn't say uh, to say who shot down their drones or if their drones were shot down, but they know damn well that it was America that shot down those drones. So they're playing a little verbal game so that America doesn't get involved, even though they're directly attacking American warships and international shipping in the Red Sea after attacking trying to attack southern Israel with their missiles. And just like Hamas, just like Hezbollah, just like all the attackers on American bases in Iran and Syria, so the Houthis get all of their money, and or basically all their money, from uh, uh, Iran. Their military training, their military equipment, and America, up to now, has been doing its very best to evade any kind... See, if we don't say it out loud, if we don't put all these pieces together, uh, it plainly was, well, that, what, like I've said before, whatever you think of potential peace between Saudi Arabia and Israel, it was getting close. And the very idea of peace between Mecca and Jerusalem was absolutely unthinkable to Iran. And so this has nothing to do with resistance, uh, the, the resistance of the Palestinian people. This is a coordinated attack by Iran through its proxies to scuttle that peace deal. Has nothing to do with resisting Israeli occupation of anything. You um, think, but do, but do you think it has to do uh, at all with the fact that the Palestinians were being left on the back burner to so that the Abraham Accords could go forward? And do you think they wanted to be so much a part of this diplomatic deal uh, that they would raise a little bit of a fuss to show the show the world how relevant they are? Hamas and Hezbollah do not want peace between the Saudis and. Israel. Yes. That, that would be their nightmare of nightmares. Are you kidding? Uh, like I say, the just symbolically peace between Mecca and Jerusalem, that, that's got to be driving the Islamicists up a wall. Uh, they cannot permit that. Uh, and besides, just having the idea that Muslim countries in the area are making peace with Israel would be unthinkable to them, I think, in general. So hey, that's... James, I just, James, I, I just wanted to interrupt here in case anybody in our audience thinks the Houthis are just a group of misunderstood uh, gentlemen. Uh, the Houthis' official slogan is, quote, God is the greatest, death to America, death to Israel, cursed by the Jews, victory to Islam. To thank, me, to me, thank, that yeah. that is the password that gets you into heaven. That's heaven. the password that, that that gets you directly to heaven via a, a tomahawk missile or a, <laughs> yeah, we or should an Abrams tank. Them. We should be giving each of these guys mm-hmm. all the virgins they deserve in, in paradise, uh, really, honestly, and uh, give each and every one of them that opportunity. 
uh, no doubt about it. But at least overnight, see, I was fully expecting another evasion from America because the United States, uh, uh, the White House and the State Department have been doing their best to evade any connection with uh, Iran. Uh, but overnight, we did hear from the Defense Department, they did pin this. Uh, they said it is enabled, that was the word they used, enabled by Iran. <clears throat> now, uh, Iran has been at war with the United States for over 40 years, systematically at war with, the, I mean, they gave, it, when they took over in 1979, the first thing they did was an act, internationally recognized act of war, seizing our embassy, taking hostage, diplomats hostage, keeping them there for hundreds of days. And since then, they've been the world's leading sponsor of terrorism. By far, the biggest guys out there killing people, killing other Arabs, by the way, or, or other Muslims, by the way, uh, uh, strictly speaking, of course, they're not Arab, um, but killing Americans, killing Europeans, killing you name it. Uh, of course, Hezbollah and Hamas. Hezbollah fully is funded by Iran. Hamas gets 90 plus percent of their funding from Iran. So to yeah, think- James, James, I'm curious to know why, why the State Department, why politician after politician have evaded this fact. Objectivists have been saying this for a long time. Now, I, I don't know if uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly is rolling over in his not yet uh, occupied grave, uh, but Peacock was on his show saying the the enemy is Iran. He was saying this decades ago. Why are, are why are the, the people who quote unquote uh, are our leaders and responsible for policy? Why are they evading this? Uh, they're cowards, and you they say it directly blowback. We don't want to escalate. We don't want blowback. We don't want the world to hate us. We don't want to, to create enmity in the region. We don't want people to distrust us. Um, they don't have a objective concept of self-defense, nor do they have a conceptual way of looking at it, which would look at causes and would look at effects. I mean, if we don't do something about it, we will get October 7th. Well, the Hamas leader said it. We will do October 7th again and again and again until Israel's destroyed. The Hamas leader said that after October 7th. So we, we, we can hear it from their own mouths, and we still don't conceptualize the whole thing to understand what brought us here. The, the 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 appeasement of terrorists in Iran that brought us here in the first place and the potential future, more October 7th, more terrorism, uh, more undeclared and unrecognized war against the United States and its interests that we evade. Now, this time, as I say, at least they connected the dots a little bit to Iran. But they still don't want, they, they, they're they doing everything they can to avoid what it needs to happen, the regime change in Iran. But and what? But why? I mean, you said you said you said it's you know we don't want to increase animosity. I'm sorry, but when the Iranian assembly is chanting "death to America," you can't get any more <laughs> animosity than that. They've already murdered American uh, military men and civilians. They are presently at at about seventy eight or eighty attacks on on yeah. military bases through their uh, through their proxies. We see the Houthi official slogan "death to America." Um, we're not going to. They they have animosity. Now, the question is, what do we do about that animosity since they um, are are uh, determined to act on it? Now, as far as uh, uh, we're concerned, the, the, the issue is morally clear. We got to wipe them the fuck out. 
but that's it. We've got moral clarity. We think about it conceptually. We understand what self-defense requires. We, we're not uh, tempted by these mystic, mushy-headed views of ethics that says ethics means turning the other cheek. If we're stronger, we have to, you know, put up with it. Uh, altruism is actually what's informing these people. They think that it's a good thing to turn the other cheek. We, in fact, if we're the victims, all the better, we'll, we then increase our victim status. But being so powerful, that would take a lot. So we have to get our asses kicked over and over and over just to equalize it in their minds. They are fully corrupted by altruism. They're fully corrupted by, I would say, Christian ethics. Turn the other cheek. Um, moral idealism requires us being totally... In See, the moral and the practical are two different things. If I were to say to you, well, the long-term interests of civilization and Israel and the United States are clearly here, that would not move the dial for them. That would not impress them in any way. No, 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 no. Morality is a matter of how much suffering we take and how much we're able to put up with so uh, if we're going to be the good guys here, we've just got to suck it up, uh, Mark. And if that means not recognizing what's actually going on, the constant warfare of Iran against both Israel and the United States, which has been decades long now, uh, if we don't recognize it, see, it also uh, comes down to epistemology. They can get away with it. It's like children covering their eyes, pretending that the unpleasant reality will go away if they cover their eyes. But uh, so if we don't recognize it, if we don't name it out loud, uh, then we don't have to actually acknowledge the reality going on here. That's why the Defense Department statement saying, yeah, this attack on uh, international shipping and the U.S. warship is enabled by Iran is significant. No, I do not. And to answer the, the question that we start with, no, I think America is going to do everything it can to bend over backwards to not get involved. America will do everything. I mean, Biden's got pressure from his left, but it, even if that weren't there, I don't think America has the stomach to go uh, to war against Iran. We went to war against Iraq. But what did we have to do? We 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 told inaccuracies. We uh, uh, twisted arms. Uh, we did everything we could to do the wrong war at the wrong time in the wrong way, now, leaving a giant power vacuum that Iran was happy to fill. Yeah. Now, now, why do you think that was? I, I have the sense that uh, Bush Bush was blinded by his own religious ideology, and he preferred to go after the secular Baathist socialist right. power as opposed to fighting a fellow uh, a fellow Abrahamic uh, re religionist. Oh no! Within a week after nine eleven, he was at a mosque saying how wonderful uh, the Muslim religion is. It's the religion of peace. It has nothing to do with this. It's, this is disconnected from Islam, and that really showed the whole thing. He did not want to look like he's taking on Islam, uh, you know, worldwide Islam. You don't have to take on on worldwide Islam. How about we just take out those monsters in Tehran? Uh, you know, it, there are a lot of Islamic people who are not going to go to war with us, especially if we fight back in a decisive and real way. Uh, but obviously, there was a whole context there, which was more than that. Uh, George W. Bush was continuing the war of his dad, George H.W. Bush. Uh, now, uh, it is true that Iraq had invaded a you know a small foreign neighbor, and uh, George Bush wanted to push him out. But if you're going to push him out, why don't you do the regime change then? Why don't you do the regime change then, rather than wait around? There we had an actual reason in the 90s, early 90s, to take out Saddam Hussein. But to do that, I would have then, even then said, you're going to create a power vacuum even if we're taking out Iraq because they invaded a, a small neighboring country, we're still going to create a power vacuum that Iran will fill. We have to deal with Iran at the same time. 
That is what we keep evading. We do not want to make the Islamic world pissed off at us. We're afraid of a worldwide Islamic reaction. But guess what? We have to take that on. That's what we're facing. Or we will face 9-11s and October 7ths over and over and over again. Yes, um, I think I think people out there need to know that it's not just the feckless Democrats who are appeasing Iran that is uh, part of the problem here. The Republicans who have the reputation, historical reputation of being cowboys have consistently cowed in the face of Islamic terror, particularly from Iran. Let's not forget that uh, a Hezbollah uh, martyr murdered over 200 Marines in Beirut. What was yeah. Reagan's response? To leave. To leave. Now, that should have been the end of Iran right there. Not Iran right as a there. country, but the mullahs, that, that, that administration. And, and let's look, right, we have a people in Iran that seem to be the only mass uh, group of folks that, who, who might just institute liberal reforms and, and, and take on democracy in a way that no other state besides Israel has. Should we free them of the burden of these religious fanatics? You got what appears to be a significant portion of the Iranian population that wants a new government. And uh, their timing for their revolts has been most unfortunate. Uh, twice under Obama, once under, a couple of years ago under when Biden first came in. And what did Obama or Biden do? Did they do lift a effing finger to help those people? No, they did not. No, they did not. It seems to me that just with a little uh, support, the people of Iran themselves might be able to affect regime change. But we haven't even looked into those possibilities, which is absolutely insane to me. I mean, I, obviously, America has no problem. America did demonstrate, you know, for all the foolish wars we've engaged in and engaged in the wrong way, America has demonstrated that it can take out a government pretty much from the air. Now, what happens on the ground and replaces it is the government. That's another matter altogether. But the point is, we could give those rebels, it, when they do start rebelling in Iran, all kinds of good opportunities by taking out a few uh, government facilities to assist them or helping them from the air as they're doing something on the ground. But we haven't even begun, we don't even want to do that. That would open up this whole war, you see. Regime change would mean, but look, we, but it's crazy. We're willing to be in Afghanistan for more than 20 years. And for what? Zero, nothing, zip, zilch, nada. And British and Americans, young people, have been dying for two decades before we finally get out in a humiliating way. But we're not willing to take on Iran. It's 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 definitely absurd. And, you know, part of part of the altruist issue is that altruists seem to uh, seem to fear evil. They seem to consider evil to be. Uh, even more powerful than the good. And, and so they cow in the face of it. Objectivists still have a very different perspective about evil that is reflected in reality. I, I mean, I just want to go back to the Cold War, Ronald Reagan and his and, and the ginning up of the uh, American people through Republican propaganda that, you know, the, the, the USSR was some giant, some industrial a military giant. At their height, they had something like 19% of our GDP. Mm -hmm. Rand was, a, was the only person to say, why are you afraid of the Soviet Union? They'll be lucky if any of their missiles leave the launch pad. They're completely <laughs> incompetent. 
And he told Playboy magazine that if we took a correct moral stance, that Russia would fall without the loss of a single Western life. It turned out she was exactly right. Uh, it took almost 30 years to prove her right. But once, once the West did sort of morally stand up to them, uh, you'll notice it didn't take any fight. They collapsed from within because they were an economic basket case. Of course they were. They were never 10 feet tall. Even as Democrats, mind you, for decades were boasting about all this giant industrial production and how frightening Russia was. They they were never 10 feet tall. But you know something? Compared to these Muslim savages, they were light years ahead technologically. Right. Uh, right. And, and now we're, we're now we're trying to gin up, you know, fear about China. Look, China is also in the midst of an economic and uh, demographic collapse. Ever since the Z and the, the Communist Chinese Party have started taking a more preeminent role in their economics and their social life, they are collapsing. Uh, dictatorships are weak. They're inherently weak. Um, they're, they're, it's just the nature of centralized. They only exist as parasites on the West to the extent we sanction them, allow trade with them, allow them to trade. They exist only because uh, the Iranian oil industry, which is funds 90% of their whole economy, depends upon the industrialized Western economy just to get that revenue. Okay, now they're selling it to China. China is a little more advanced than they are, but China, they're selling their goods to the West. So ultimately it's trade with the West that is funding, yes, these savages in Iran. Ultimately, and, stole, and, and stolen and stolen property, stolen technology. Uh, they there's a great book by the by the guy who wrote the Bible is history. I can't remember his name. It's called um, East minus West equals zero. So and, and it, it, yes, and it recounts from the very beginning of the Russian Empire how they relied on on Europe, Western Europe, and even America to build its infrastructure and to give it technology, and then used that in an attempt to beat the West. Um, they can't. The, it, these these powers, such as they are, China and Iran, only have the status they do because we've created that status in our own minds. They are nothing. And our Western leaders have to understand that. You can't cow down. You can't back away and cow down from a parasite, from well, a, our just, own, a criminal. Our own altruist policies, though, break our own leg. So because we're uh, enthralled with the, the the worst pseudo assertions of the green movement, we do not engage in energy production here. We could uh, be uh, we could have vast energy production in the West. But of course, we hobble ourselves completely and make ourselves dependent for a natural resource on the worst countries in the world. The Middle East, Russia, Venezuela, the places that have the oil. If we do not drill our own oil. Oh, well, Terry was out the other day saying we got to get rid of uh, all the coal plants uh, and, uh, worldwide, but certainly in America, we just got to get rid of them. And you know, that's not going to happen in China. So it's not going to have any net effect on world uh, CO2 emissions, but Kerry still wants all American coal plants. So it's that kind of crap that makes us, to the extent that we are economically vulnerable to these people, vulnerable to them. Uh, but there's no reason for it. We could be vast energy producers. Um, and yeah. you're it is this ethics thing. They're anti-conceptual about self-defense in the first place. But then there's this altruism thing. We're the big, bad, you know, uh, powerful guys. And we can't use our strength against them. No, we have to take it and take it and take it and turn the other cheek and turn the other cheek and turn the other cheek. Yeah, well, I say we roll that cheek over on their oil supplies, their infrastructure, <laughs> their military and uh, air force, and then let the Iranian people take over and actually bring liberty to that land. So Bonnie Bertrand has 99 cents. Thank you, Bonnie. Jonathan Honig with 499. Daniel with $5. What are your thoughts on the recent bill passed 
that would force Biden administration to permanently freeze $6 billion in funding to Iran. I'm absolutely in favor of it. I believe in a total economic boycott. <laughs> An economic boycott, Iran, is the most modest thing that I advocate. I think we should be bombing their oil fields right now. I think you should be taking yes. facilities in Tehran right now from the air. You warmonger. You're a warmonger. That's what the libertarians will say. Those objectivists, they're warmongers. No, we actually believe in defending innocent life, and that requires a long-term vision of defending innocent life. They're and the then, ones who are going to cause this festering, persistent violence. We're yes. the ones. The only thing, we're at war. The only thing, whether we choose to recognize it or not, the only thing good about war is ending it quickly. And that is exactly what we haven't done. The only thing good to do about war is to end it just as quickly as possible. We have not, by continuing to evade, by continuing to appease like the libertarians want us to, they're the ones who are, in fact, advocating what's going to cause constant <laughs> violence. Might I say that World War II lasted about five years and completely repudiated the reputations of Nazis and imperialistic Japanese and made them allies and uh, co-producers in a free society. We have never had any issues with those countries since that time. But ever since we've been implementing uh, just war theory and this and and throwing altruism into the sanitization of war, as uh, Ankar Gatte would say, um, we have been in persistent, perennial battle with the forces of evil, and it need not be that way. Kathleen's giving us uh, three pounds. Thank you, Kathleen. Uh, James, uh, I have to say this real quick. Uh, upcoming shows, uh, 6 p.m. UK time, right after this, coming up literally in five minutes, the reality show. There's a link in the chat. Do follow it. I'll be there with the gang of folks. We'll be talking about whether or not there's any such thing as innocent Palestinians. Now, this will this is going to raise the hackles on a lot of a lot of folks. Any any uh, any last uh, minute things you'd like to say to wrap wrap this topic up? Oh, I, I just think we can't be uh, we can't be determinists thinking that these jihadists are violent. Uh, it's just to build into their nature, and there's nothing we can do about it. And so it's we have to just appease them. It's <clears throat> solvable. We can't. It's free will. It's ideas. We can't be cultural relativists. We got to get in there and say these Islamic savages are Islamic savages. We've got to tell people even like Saudi Arabia, we won't have anything to do with you so long as you're preaching this Muslim hatred. And that requires cultural value judgments. And that's something objectivism uniquely provides. So if you like the kind of opinion, you won't get it anywhere else here, folks. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber to the Ayn Rand Center UK. You're, you're getting a viewpoint here you're never going to hear anywhere else. Amen to that. Hopefully this crazy situation and your exposure to objectivist ideas is making you check your premises because that's what you got to do, folks. Always check your premises. James, it's been great talking to you. We Always. should do it more often. Yes. Um, folks, we'll see you in four minutes on The Reality Show. Peace.